0: Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello again and welcome. It's me, Ken Rundle, and I'm joined by Philip Cosgrave, Yara's Country Grassland Specialist. We're going to discuss GB, a program focused on improving grassland management by the regular monitoring and measurement of grass growth and quality, and then communicating the results to farmers in an easy-to-use way. It's the result of collaboration between the Centre for Innovation in Livestock, or SEAL, one of the UK Governments for Agritech Innovation Hubs, Rothamsted Research, the three GME meat levy bodies, plus industry sponsors. They work with beef, sheep and dairy farmers around the country. But Philip Cosgrave, it's work based on something that's been happening in Northern Ireland for 10 years now?
1: Yes, the same type of initiative was started um 10 years or so ago um in Northern Ireland. This is where it was first piloted where um a kind of unique thing and innovative where you know farmers would be provided with certain equipment um and with that equipment they enabled them to both um you know measure I suppose uh, I suppose the weather um on their farm but also um Plate meters where they were able to then go measure um, grass growth on their farms, and also provided with the AgriNet software package anyway to to input that information then into.
0: And that Agri Food Research Institute involvement is continuing with this new product with GrassCheck GB, isn't it?
1: Yes, they're one of the partners involved, along with um, Rothamsted Research in Northwick. Um, so they kind of uh, AFBI would be the ones. Um, providing the technical um backup on this particular um project on this grass check GB.
0: And so what a role do farmers play in this project?
1: They play a, a significant role because without the farmers' involvement we wouldn't have grass check GB or or, or other the, the grass check NI one. Um, so I guess farmers need to commit to um you know taking weekly um grass measurements and enter them on the on the agri net um package but also then they are required to take grass samples to actually send grass samples for analysis on a fortnightly basis um for quality analysis which then will feed back in um to the information that's provided i suppose um to the wider public but also on that for that particular farm. And also, I suppose, depending on whether a dairy or, or a beef and sheep farm, dairy farmers are asked to, um, I suppose, provide production information on their farm, say, with regards to um, milk production figures. And then for beef and sheep farmers, they're required to um, provide figures, say, on daily live weight gain um, over the course of the, um, you know, the the, the grazing period.
0: And presumably that the seasons can have an effect. So is there some implication for weather?
1: There is. And that's, uh, you know, all 50 participating farmers um, receive um, a weather station and it's not just the weather, but there's also sensors in there that can record soil temperature um, and soil moisture as well, because obviously they're very important um, factors in, in, in uh, determining grass growth, particularly during the, the, the summer months. So, um, but I suppose, luckily for, for farmers, that side of it is automatic and that um, weather information then is automatically fed back to the farmer remotely. And then from that then on to um, the guys at AFBI then who can process that data then.
0: Would you describe it as a heavy workload for the farmers?
1: Well, there is a there is a commitment there, you know, to take this on. But I think from farmers who have taken this on, And they've all been, I think, you know, happy with, with, um, you know, with the results from the information that they that they that they receive back um, from participating in the scheme. And ultimately, it's it's um, going to be positive for their bottom line and that they're managing this grass more efficiently and utilizing it better as well. So getting the most out of the grass on their farm.
0: How's it funded? I haven't asked that question yet. Where's the money come from?
1: I suppose the equipment is is funded by SEAL by Innovate UK. And then the cost of running the Grass Check GB service then is met um through industry support. So that's the like of ourselves and other industry partners who are sponsoring this actual initiative.
0: We've mentioned a bit about communications. What what's involved in the feedback? What kind of feedback do the farmers get?
1: So they get um, obviously, they, 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 re- there's information in when they enter that grass growth figures from doing their weekly farm walks with our plate meter. That information, then they have to input that into AgriNet. And that provides them with a, a significant amount of information on how to manage, um, you know, their, I suppose subsequent uh, grazing rotation, whether it's I suppose from how they, you know, which paddocks they're choosing, which paddocks they choose to um, stop up for silage, or how they actually manage a wedge going going through the actual grazing period, and also I suppose that you know managing grass early in the spring, but also in the autumn, preparing for the following year. But that's I suppose one thing that they get through just from you know, walking their farms and inputting the information that's required into AgriNet. But then they're, I suppose, uh they, they receive then kind of expert um advice then on issues around about soil, but also on grassland management as well from experts provided by um you know their their participation in the scheme. So whether that's through AFBI or whether um it's through uh, other private consultants that um are available to and give this kind of advice to, to farmers.
0: It sounds a bit like a, a monitor farm program or an element of a monitor farm program. So presumably there's an opportunity for the farmers to share information amongst themselves and even share share experiences amongst themselves and, and get a bit of a feel that way. There's a bit of support inside there, peer-to-peer support.
1: Well, there is. And I guess um, a lot of the farmers that are participating in this would be holding a um, would be holding meetings on farm meetings and involved in other discussion groups as well um and there's this kind of peer to peer learning that can go on then from um you know with with from participants to then to the wider um you know grassland farming community so you know people will learn from these and i and, and i you know it's 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 an important part of this um initiative is it's not just the participating farmers but also other farmers then can learn from these from just even looking at um the postings the weekly postings on social media or whether it's um attending farm walks on those farms or just in the in the the weekly agricultural press as well where um updates are kind of provided on a on a on a weekly basis
0: well let's look at yara's involvement with the project because you're one of the industry sponsors as you've mentioned
1: yeah we i guess um we'd wanted to be probably involved in this earlier than we've we've gotten involved um but i suppose uh, um it's only this year that we've um kind of uh, become fully involved in it um towards the latter half of this year so we'll begin our first full year as sponsors in 2023 but it is something that was always kind of in the last two years has been on our radar to become involved because we think it's a it's a very um it has worked very well in northern ireland um and i think it's something that will um work very well in 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 great britain as well and i think we see this this it's it's important this peer-to-peer learning and um, that we discussed earlier on but also um the, the data that this is um i suppose giving on individual farms on regions is is really powerful when it comes to when we look back at that data on a you know on a over a year or over a longer term we can kind of see what's happening in those areas and how the weather is impacting especially in certain areas we saw this year where um i suppose the south of england was severely impacted by drought whereas if we moved up to scotland um you know they had a great grass growing year up there and there was no impact on that so we can kind of see how um you know how things are working out on a, not just on a a great britain perspective but from obviously looking at different areas whether it's wales whether it's the south of england whether it's the north of england or the 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 scotland we can kind of see and we're gathering i suppose information on um you know grass growth levels but also Um, You know, we're collecting uh, information then on livestock production parameters as well, so that we're actually seeing, um, you know, how is this feeding back? If farmers are managing this grass better, how is it impacting on those farms, you know, bottom line with regards to, um, you know, production levels?
0: Have you any particular projects that you're involved with or anything you're focused on?
1: there are two farm studies and then uh, currently under uh, ongoing and then there we will, will be starting on one next year but i suppose the, the first two that were started last year um was i suppose rotational grazing frequency and i suppose for this is for beef and sheep farms and whether you know there was difference between you know rotational grazing from one day or four day paddocks so that's quite interesting there's another project looking at um clover um you know perennial ryegrass white clover swards versus perennial ryegrass only swards. um and it's i suppose impact in in productivity there you know with, with reduced nitrogen inputs um and the one we will be involved next year will be looking at a targeted versus blanket fertilizer applications and this is kind of nitrogen fertilizer applications so um sometimes it's it's carried out you know, purely from a practical purposes, you would be applying nitrogen fertilizer on a monthly basis um, on the grazing platform, um, and we're hoping to look at this and see well, is there any difference in 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 both yield or growth, growth or or on 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 grass quality, um, using that approach of, of spreading fertilizer once a month versus the more conventional one where you would be um, applying the fertilizer directly after. Um, the grazing of the paddock, so tendency that you would be, you know, following the um, nitrogen applications directly after um, paddocks have been grazed, or maybe uh, two or three paddocks have been grazed. So that would be quite interesting to see what kind of differences in in that we uh, might see with 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 those two different approaches to using fertilizer. It's likely, I think, from previous research, it's likely that um, uh, you know blanket fertilizer applications may um reduce grass growth yields by you know up to 10%. So we'll see if 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 this follows true in, in these on-farm studies.
0: I noticed there's something called a grass check GB weekly dashboard.
1: Yeah, there's a dashboard produced um on, on a weekly basis, um, Ken, and that basically is a it's very nicely produced. So there's actually the grass growth figures for different um areas within you know for scotland north of england uh, the south of england and, and wales and there's also a map where you can actually see um the overall tabulated figures for each one of those regions then regards to rainfall grass growth weekly grass growth measures our daily grass growth um for those regions but also soil moisture then at certain times of the year as well so that's kind of so that's i suppose one aspect to it and then the other one um is that they provide um there's a prediction model being used um to predict grass growth for the for the subsequent 7 days and 14 days um and that is i guess that's a a, a prediction model that's using um weather forecast data but also some assumptions like nitrogen inputs um and uh you know certain i suppose parameters that may need to be tweaked during the year but i think um it is um pretty pretty accurate i think there's more work to be done on it but i think if we can um it, it would be of a real help to farmers if um you know if that prediction model could be could be improved because it would really help farmers i suppose manage their their uh, their grass wedge in the subsequent week or two weeks
0: and like all of these things, the more data there is in the system, the more accurate the model gets because it's got more information to work with, so it's it'll be as, it, as this goes along, it's going to get stronger, presumably
1: yes, and I think that's it's um there are other grass growth models being used, um but I think this is this is the one that's been used in in Northern Ireland as well, so yeah, as you say, the more data that's put into it, um the more accurate that these models should become.
0: And that Northern Ireland experience has been good. It's been positive all the way along. You've, you were enthusiastic at the beginning of this podcast. You're still enthusiastic about it.
1: Yes. And and it's it's that project, which is um, basically it's uh, ag research in in Northern Ireland and AFBI, um deliver that particular, you know, grass check Northern Ireland or NI as it's known. And I think it's got a, a new wave of funding um, to continue it on for the next couple of years. So um, I think farmers that are involved in it are happy with their involvement. And I think in general that it has helped them improve their grassland management skills. And um, and, and also that it has um, the information coming from this has, has filtered out to the wider, um, you know, grassland community in in, in basically delivering, you know, I suppose best practice in managing grass during the graze grass during the um, grazing season.
0: It's a long way from the old dog and stick approach to grazing management. To very much a modern, modern way of looking at things. This is something that uh, Yaros wants to stay with, is it?
1: Oh, certainly. We, we you know, we support any of these um, types of initiatives. And um, I guess there, there's a, you know, the the term that's that used quite yeah regularly if you um if you you know measure to manage you know or if you if you if you don't measure you can't manage but either way um the more information we get on on farms um you know the better decisions we can make whether it's on grassland farms or on arable farms
0: that's certainly true. Thanks, Philip Cosgrave. It certainly looks as though Grass Check GB has the potential to make a real difference. And from what I know of the work going on about livestock emissions, as well as nutrition and genomics, the livestock sector is an ever more innovative place to be. I'm Ken Rundle, and I hope you found this latest podcast Miara, as stimulating as I did. The next podcast will focus on cereals, so join me in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.